Nevertheless, there'll be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. But as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Boys and girls, I won't tell you who it is, but there is someone in our house and they get up early every morning and because it's dark in the winter, we've just had the shortest day, the days are getting longer. I hope you noticed that, not yet. But this person, the first thing they do when they stomp downstairs, and I did say the word stomp, they stomp downstairs. And then the first thing they do, especially in the last three weeks, that's just to see if you're awake, which I don't think any of you are, three weeks, is that they turn the lights on because they don't like the darkness. And so they stomp downstairs, they turn the lights on, and then everybody's awake in the whole house. One of the things I love about Christmas is that it's not just that there's loads of more music going on. Some of it's a bit dubious, Slade and that lot. Some of it's glorious, like the Messiah that I listened to this morning all by myself from Australia. It was great. But there's more lights on. And I love it when more lights are on. There's lights on on the inside of the house. There's now lights on on the outside of the house. And the only people who really loves Christmas lights being on are the energy companies. If you listen really carefully in your house, you can hear the little meters going round and round and round, and your mums and dads' bank balances going down and down and down, all at the same time. Because light is really important to Christmas. Now in my bag, I've got a couple of things, a couple being three. Three objects from home that I've smuggled out Three objects that give light. Hands up, please. Guess what one of them might be. Three objects that give light. Bertie was first. A light bulb. I don't have a light bulb. Do you want to try again? Um, a candle. A candle. A candle in the wind? That's, that's for another time of the year. No. So we have a light, an electronic light. Perfectly risk assessed, risk assessed and safe. Yes. A star. Try again. Something you might have in your bedroom at night time. A night light. Brilliant guess. We have, do you know what animal this is for a magic star that you can catch? This is a, a raccoon. This is a special raccoon. Has anyone else got this raccoon in their home? Adults, don't be ashamed to own up. 
Now, you've got this in your home because it's yours. Um, look, this is not just a light. Notice what's going to happen, and I do want to hear a woo. Okay, one, two, three. The raccoon has a heart. There's one more item in here that gives light that you might need in the dark, and often if there's an emergency, you would use one of these. Connie. A lamp. Is that your final answer? It rhymes with porch. <laughs> your mum got it wrong. It's a torch. <laughs> she said so. So we've got a massive torch just to keep us all safe. Someone laughed. That's the last laugh we get today. Um, light is really important, whether it be at Christmas time or another time, because if you're like me, darkness is scary. But here's the problem, friends. When you've got a little light like this, what happens after a long time? The light's going to run out. What's going to happen to the heartbeat? It's already gone out. It needs to be connected to the mains electricity. And this torch brings light in darkness. You feel safer when it's on. You can see where you're going. You get some sense of where the danger is. But even this runs out. Christmas is about how to handle the dark. Christmas tells us, that God has done something so there's light in the darkness. And that's why I want to look at this really famous passage because it doesn't talk about a light bulb. A light bulb works through a, a copper bit inside called a filament and electricity goes through and it, it gives us light, but it's only limited. This passage from the book of Isaiah chapter 9 is not about a light bulb, it's not about a battery, it's not about a torch. It's about a person. And this person, God says... Is what Christmas is all about. This baby whose name is Jesus and he can drive away darkness in our bedrooms, in our world, in our hearts and in our lives so that fear can be banished just like darkness when you turn your light on in your bedroom. Christmas is all about how to handle the dark. Now listen, did you notice as Andy read those sentences from Isaiah chapter 9 did you notice in verse 1 and in verse 2 just how much scary stuff was going on? Just to give you some nightmares tonight. Verse 1, it's on the screen. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. Verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. People are struggling with life. In 2020, in 2021, and nearly 3,000 years ago, when God told Isaiah to write these words. Although people are struggling, they're sad, they're upset. Although they are struggling with the darkness of the world in which they live, there is light that's coming that God will send, and it will drive away all that they are afraid of. Now, if we went back a chapter, if we skip back a page or scrolled up on our phones, we would read in chapter 8, that becomes before chapter 9, that's why you go to Bible college. In chapter 8, there is this theme of darkness that is growing. Darkness is heavy and it's described like a shroud, a bit like a curtain, a bit like when you're playing dress up and you put a, a mask on and you can't see very clearly. And the book of Isaiah is talking about a, a shroud, a curtain, something that uh, makes us very sad that all of us have to face. And it's the shroud, the darkness of death. There is uh, someone, there's a neighbour, 
and she's very, very poorly, boys and girls. She's got cancer, and uh, we expect, and her husband expects, that this will be her last Christmas. She, that family that we're trying to love as best we can, they're experiencing the shroud of death. I met someone this week, and, and their mum, they're an adult, but their mum, she has an incurable disease. She has motor neuron disease, and at the moment there's no cure for it. She's a Christian lady, so she has hope, but she is looking forward to an uncertain future on this earth. Spoke to another man on the phone. His mum died two weeks ago. This shroud of death, this thing that brings us sadness and fear and distress is there nearly 3,000 years ago. And it's in our homes and it's in our hearts, this fear, and it's on our streets and it affects every family that we're a part of. But did you notice that first sentence? Nevertheless, that's a long word, that means really but. Although it's like this, God has got an almighty torch and he's going to turn it on. This is just so puny, but he's going to turn on a light that brings hope and brings life and that banish away darkness, and it's a person, this little baby, whose name is Jesus. Darkness will be no more, no more sadness, no more gloom. If we read on verse 3, it says, God's going to bring joy through this baby whose name is Jesus. Verse 4 says he's going to bring justice to a world where there's very little justice. Verse 4 says he's going to bring peace where there's lots and lots of war. Here's a question for you. Hands up, please. Adults, you can play too. Hands up if you like being in a really tight space. Hands up. Hands up if you hate that. Hands up. Right, you're going to love this story. Hands up and you all all have nightmares and my phone will be off tonight. Hands up if you like muddy, muddiness. Hands up if you've been in a tough mudder. I know someone has. Hands up if you love getting wet, in the dark and muddy. Hands up for that. One person who happens to be my daughter, two people, three people, four people, like I'm in an auction. Now listen, let me tell you a true story of something that happened in Wales. All great things happen in Wales, says Martin Connabeer, just last month. There was a man who loved to go caving. There is a map of Wales that you can see on your screen, and it's part of the Brecon Beacons where there are big hills, one or two mountains as well. So the Welsh people claim, and there's lots of funny names because it's written in Welsh as well. But there is a hole in the ground. Can you see that? There's a little tiny doorway where if you love caving, you can put a light on your head and you can go down into the darkness. There is a man who loved doing this. And last month, on a weekend when he had nothing else to do, he went down into a deep cave. And he went further and further and further by himself although someone else knew he was there. And he had a terrible fall. His foot slipped, he put it in the wrong place. He's very, very experienced, he knew what he was doing, but he put his foot in the wrong place and and the rock gave way and he fell. And he broke some bones and he was all alone. Thankfully, his friend recognised that he was missing. So he got on his phone or he got on his radio and said, help, help emergency and immediately hundreds of his friends started to look for him and they found him he had fallen a long way he was sorry for you if you've got claustrophobia 
He was all by himself for a long period of time. He was about 200 metres beneath the ground. And he's in pitch darkness and he's probably thought, I'm never going to see light again. 250 people started to look for him. 250 people. It took them 52 hours to find him, put him on a stretcher, and then they had to work out, because it's such tight spaces, how do we get him out? Because he's in trouble and he's in danger. 52 hours, 250 people to get him out. They were looking for him for a long time. 30 people, groups of 30 people, looking at him for 12 hours, and then they found him. Then they put him on a stretcher. Then they worked out how to get him out, and they rescued him. Now, I wonder what his face was like when he saw someone else's face. I wonder what he was like when he was all alone for hours and hours in the cold and the darkness and the, the tightness. And then he saw light. I wonder what it was like. What it was like when he finally got out of the cave system and he gulped some fresh air. Wouldn't that be amazing? Isaiah chapter 9 tells us about darkness and that God, not a 250 group of rescuers, God stepped into darkness and death and decay and distress and our world on a rescue mission. Because we're all in darkness and at the first Christmas, just like any Christmas, we can worship God, but at the first Christmas, do you know what happened? The angels sang, the shepherds worshipped, the magi gave gifts because hope had come to earth and he's the light of the world and his name is Jesus. But really quickly, let's think about his names. Christmas is about how to, how to cope in the darkness and Christmas, secondly, is about the light of the world. Jesus is a one-man, God-sent rescue team for each one of us. Think about who Jesus is. Four names. Jesus is the mighty God, says Isaiah chapter 9. Think about this. Lo, within the manger lies he who built the starry skies, he who throned in heights sublime sits amid the cherubim. God who normally lives up in the heavenly realms, surrounded by angels that we saw at the first Christmas, who sustains the stars and the planets by a word of his authority and creative and sustaining power. He's the mighty God. And at Christmas, he chose in Jesus to step into the darkness. He's the mighty God. Here's the second name. He's the everlasting Father. The one who was born in a manger, and who grew up to be a teenager and then a man. Why is he called the everlasting father when he's in the crib? Because although Jesus, even at his birth, is the mighty God, he's also the everlasting father. And that word father is there to show us that God in Jesus, he wants a relationship with us. He'll always be with us and he'll never let us down. At Christmas, Jesus came into the darkness and he came close. The most high, as we thought a few Sundays ago, became the most low. Because God wants to be known at the first Christmas and at every Christmas and at every day. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. Jesus, 
the future king of the whole universe, wants to bring peace on earth. Where there is poverty, Jesus will bring abundance. He will bring prosperity. Where there is disease, he will bring health. Where there's death, he will bring life. Where there's separation from God, because if we said to God, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your rules, God in Jesus brings reconciliation. At the first Christmas, boys and girls, God got a body. How's about that? And in heaven there is now a man with a body. Here's how someone put it. This world really matters. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Why? Well, truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and at his name all oppression shall cease. Why? Because Jesus, this mighty God, is the everlasting Father, and he's the Prince of Peace. He's also the wonderful counsellor, or the counsellor who brings wonder, you could say. Wonder, wonder means beauty and joy. It's the wow-ability of something. You open your new gift this morning or this afternoon. I really hope there's lots of appreciation and lots of wow-ness. Do you know it's reckoned that a million people this Christmas will be alone? It's a loneliness pandemic caused by COVID-19. If you know Jesus Christ, who is the wonderful counsellor, he's not just mighty, he's not just the Prince of Peace, he's not just the everlasting Father, He's the wonderful counsellor, the counsellor who brings wonder, which means you'll never, ever be alone. Regardless of what's happening outside, knowing Jesus gives you a, a deep pool or a well of joy in your heart that COVID-19 can't take away, that sadness and loss can't take away, that nothing ever can and nothing ever will. And Jesus gives you the greatest gift. He gives you the Holy Spirit in your heart and that Holy Spirit, that person of God, he brings the truth to bear on our hearts like a weight so that we're never alone. And he tells us and he reminds us when we're feeling afraid, when we're feeling like we're not loved, the Holy Spirit reminds us of the truth of what Jesus Christ has achieved. Here are some of the things that he's achieved. Jesus has achieved peace on earth and mercy mild. Why? Because God and sinners are reconciled. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Why? Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. The Holy Spirit, who Jesus Christ gives to us when we become a Christian, he gets all that truth and he presses it and rubs it into our hearts so that we'll never forget it and we'll never forget how great God is to us. This is a picture from a lovely children's book that we've got in our home. Boys and girls, here's my last two sentences. Please listen, this is what Christmas is all about. The one who made us has come to live with us. Heaven's son sleeping under the stars that he made. That's what Christmas is all about, or in adult language, God and sinners reconciled. 